to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes with you. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. Ah, safety. <laughs> yes. Are you feeling safe I'm not, this morning? I, I do. It's something, and you can hear Anton Guinea laughing in the background. You just wait. You wait there, Anton. It's not safe for you to. It's not safe for you to come on the podcast yet. But I, uh, safety is something that I do think about quite a lot. Um, I think about safety for my family. I think about safety at work. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not. A, I'm not. In, we're not in a mining industry. We're not in the sort of you know heavy equipment. Yep. Sort of things running around us. I'm, I'm not dealing with electricity, etc. Thank goodness. I'm dealing with a few uh, characters, though. I can tell you, it doesn't always get safe. But I tell you, it is one of those things that is sort of in the back of the mind. You're always thinking about. And what better to to talk to a safety expert, a leader yes. in safety expert, Anton Guinea. Welcome to the show, Anton. And Nicolana, thanks for having me. Great to be here. And great opening statement. It should be a front of mind, Nick, a lot of the time because we are living in a world that is changing rapidly, whether it's COVID or whether it's at work. Keep keep our personal safety at front of mind, absolutely. And what about our psychological safety too, Nick? Which oh. we have a think about. Now, there's something we've got to be th- we've got to th- we've got to talk about. But Anton, let's let's just take a couple of steps back because I, I love your backstory and how you became a safety expert. Just do you want to just mm. share with the listeners just your why you why you do what you do? Oh, sure, do, Nick. So I was unfortunate enough to make a really silly decision as a 21-year-old Sparky who thought I was unbreakable, invincible and bulletproof at that time and I thought that it wouldn't happen to me, which I think is, if you translated that into Aussie lingo, it should be right, mate. Um, and was doing a really, really easy job. So I just finished my time as an electrician, had a first job off the tools and got a very, very simple job to measure something where a little thing, a little electrical bit called an overload block is going to go on a switchboard, right? And so I was not thinking, I was rushing and I'd put something else, you know, put another priority above my safety, unfortunately. And what that meant, Nick and Lana, was that the switchboard that I was measuring in blew up, like literally exploded in my face and, and, and it caused what's called an arc flash or an arc blast. So Arc flashes and arc blasts are about 20,000 degrees C, and they, they, the Bay Club, say that about five times as hot as the sun. Now, mm. I've never been there, so I don't know what to compare it to. <laughs> all, all I know is that it was freaking hot, and, um, you know, the, the two, the, the half a second, not two seconds, half a second that I was exposed to this heat and this, this, this explosion, this ball of flame that, that flew out of the switchboard because the steel ruler got in behind the main switch, right, which was isolated. So, you know when, oh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you or your listeners, here's the thing, people say, oh, gee, you did all the right things. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Well, why am I lying in the burns unit looking like a French fry? Um, and it was because we had an isolated property and I chose to use a steel ruler. So, so some poor decision-making, right, so. And... Um, and so that, that second-degree burn to about 15% of my body was, was hands, face, neck and arms. And you know the scariest part? To talk about my why, here's the thing. 
not many people get Nick and Lana that like and I'm talking when I say get I mean like deep down in your heart of hearts like know it feel it just get that life life really is is, is a precious thing right and yeah. in that in that half a second, I kid you not, and I found this out on the way in the ambulance, and this is something that shocked me, into, shocked, shocked me, the electric, the, the spark that changed my <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Um, these two ambulance drivers were having a great chat, and they were talking about this arc flash thing, and it was their first one, so they are all excited. Oh, look, we've got an arc flash. Oh, that's cool. I'm thinking, well, oh, yeah, not so much for me. And then one said, oh, you know, you can die up to a few days later because you get burned internally oh yeah yeah thanks boys and they were two guys thanks lad appreciate the feedback thanks for opening that wow Mm. and so you know heading off to the the intensive care unit in Glado where where they had to stabilize and check out these internal organs and make sure it wasn't burning from the out from the inside out and I wasn't, and they sort of started undressing me in the ambulance to find out where the electricity come out of my body, which they couldn't find, so that freaked them out. I didn't know, well, where, why didn't it come out? Well, you know, what are we looking for here? Is it all internal, or is it just this external stuff? So the, so the intensive care unit sorted a lot of that out, so some vitals and different things sorted out that I was okay, and it took a couple of days to get that right. So that was a bit scary. And then finally, it was off to the burns unit in Brisbane, and um, the burns unit took care of the burns where they sort of slowly, over about a five-week period. I say I was doing a five-minute job trying to save five minutes and went home about five weeks later, right? Wow. And so they had to... Anton, is it? Is it you're, you're conscious of this the whole time. Are you, or is this mm. this reflection that you're taking back? Are you, are you visible? Are you actually feeling this what the way right the way through? Mate, you never forget this stuff, Nick. Yeah. I'm, mate, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bro. So for 10 years, mate, I kid you not, I actually couldn't talk about it even though it was in the heart and the head. Um, you know, I'll never forget, as I walked out of that switch room that blew up, I went down to the nurse's station and she said, are you in a bit of pain? And I said, like, Ugh! And she said, oh, that's good. You're, geez, you're lucky. I said, really? I don't actually feel so lucky at the moment. And she said, um, you know, because you can feel it, it's not third-degree burns. And I went, well, that's... Uh, so it's not full thickness. So you're not going to need probably as many skin grafts, and you know you'll probably recover a lot quicker. So you'll forget about this in a couple of months. Mm, that's interesting. Wow. Here we are, have it a few a few decades later, and and you actually don't like when I think about that. I can picture vividly everything that happened at that time. I can picture lying in the virgin. I can picture when they peeled that skin off, you know, day by day, bit by bit, and had piles of my skin happening. And I can oh, picture. Yuck. Oh, sorry, Lana. Oh, no, 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 that's okay. I, I've, listen, I've literally got goosebumps coming down just thinking about that, Anton. I mean, and, and this yeah. is something there that obviously is mm. your driver each day. Mm. This is mm, what absolutely. you do. This is what this is the backstory, and this is what some you know every great expert, every great commentator, Lana has a great mm. backstory, something that they can lean back into. And I think mm. this is this is this is actually got got me goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And this is obviously, yeah, as you say, why Anton does what he does. So yeah. Anton, Anton, you're, you're now years on. You're talking yeah. safety. You're talking all of that, and a little mistake, yeah. and a mistake that you know whether you you say now you you probably should have known better or at the time, but yeah. did you? I mean, for a lot of us, uh, mistakes that are made on workplace uh, or at home, and that it's not because we should have known better. We just didn't know. Nick, you know the sad part, and I wish I could answer this question differently. This is what just. This is what I grapple with, team. Seriously, this is what I grapple with for, for probably 10 years, which I, I now know, having studied psych, is probably PTSD stuff. 
the sad part is I knew what I was doing. Was, uh, oh, oh, it's a bit, a bit like, this is the way I explain it, Nick and Lena, is we just stick a knife in your toaster at home. No way. But exactly right. You know, and, and there's some people still do, even though they know there's a risk there. Yeah. I I knew that I was doing something unsafe in the moment. And the thing is, I thought that, well, I'm 21, I'm bulletproof, this won't happen to me. And I, I, call, I say she'll be right, mate, because none of us ever expect it to happen. And until you've been through it, it's like, it's like you've got this whole new experience that shapes everything you do moving forward. Seriously, it's one of those life-changing events where you go, you know what, I will not be the same human as I was the day of that incident. I, I've now changed drastically forever because I will not you know, put myself in positions like that and I'll, I'll, I'll do things differently and more safer. And, uh, you know, you can imagine when I raised the kids, I was a bit aim about <laughs> what they did and they sort of still laugh about, you know, some of the stuff. I say, hey, boys, is that safe? You know, Dad, you're not at work now, bro. Come on. And so, um, you know, that really does shape your behaviour. And the, the thing that I couldn't grapple with was I knew better. I knew yeah. better. And I, made, and I, and I, we could say mistake, and it was more of a decision than a mistake, which is just crap. Oh, and that sits in your heart and your head too for for, for many years after. So, so Anton, do, do, is are mistakes made? Are those kind of things in the workplace yeah. made? Because what would what, what, what would you yeah. say the percentages are? Uh, are they made because yeah. they didn't know better, or that they they did? They just didn't go through the right processes. They didn't do the right thing. Nick, that is probably you know that's probably the best question I'll get asked today. In all seriousness, I'll tell you why. The the thing about safety choices and safety decisions is let me let me unpack this for you so in australia last year i think we lost 183 humans yeah. just in australia right at work which is a big number yeah 183 people now any anyone that studies that and anyone that understands causal factors or investigates any of those incidents not depending on what website you read you will find if you delve deep enough and a lot of people won't say this so they will just be in some fine print somewhere that 96 to 99 percent of workplace incidents, injuries, and fatalities are caused by human error. Wow. I know, right? Isn't that now? That should give us all goosebumps, right? Because we've all, we all work. So it only takes a split second, let's say, choice or decision or a mistake, which is all human error, to, to put ourselves, you know, just imagine driving a workout because something could happen, you know, it's a split second thing. And you imagine people that, you know, are. are working in really um, high-risk industries like, like mining or construction or, or the transport industry where we have the most amount of fatalities in Australian workplaces each year. And how quick, the, the sad part is that of those 183, yes, 96 to 99% of them are human error. Just imagine, we could prevent them, Lana and Nick. Yeah. They are pre- they're preventable. So when, when these things happen, you look at them and you go, and, and sometimes, and, and the media doesn't put too many of these out, which I'm so grateful for. Um, the ones we hear about are things like, you know, um, young Christopher Cassanidi in Sydney, who the 17th floor yes. full of sca- scaffold. Yep. That was pretty and recent. His mm, two-year anniversary come up this year. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, his mother's now out changing the world. And, you know, we hear about that one because he was 18. Yeah. We hear about that one because the internet's full of all the emails and letters that said for six months before, please don't pull anyone on that scaffold, and they did. Now, so when Nick asked me the question, Nick and Lionel, when he said, you know, what, what's, what's underlying this? This is what's underlying it, safety leadership. 
leaders that are willing to listen to their teams and say, hey, don't do that. We all know better. We know that something can go wrong. Let's step back and let's do this slowly. Let's put the time and effort into it. Don't feel like you have to risk worker, your life or someone else's to get this work done. So there's this whole leadership speak. There's this leadership conversation that we need to have. And it's psychological safety leadership and physical safety leadership because it's giving people the ability to to make safe decisions and not feel like they're pressured. Yeah. Like I felt, I felt pressured. Not that the pressure was on. You just feel like that, you know, when you want to do a good job. Yeah, yep. But also, too, so you, you, what, want to, you want to go to work and you don't. You want to come home. <laughs> you know, you, you want to go to work and want to come home. And if you feel that pressure or feel that, um, you know, I'll take maybe that not that extra step. Yeah. Or I might just take that element out of it to get it done a, a little shortcut. quicker. Yeah. Well, shortcuts, mm. yes, but also to, you know, productivity, get yeah. it up higher. Um, mm. You know, these you if you lose the steps there, or if you oh. feel that people there are not empowered to be yeah. um, looking after their own skin, let alone others around them, mm. then mm. You, this is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well said. And you know, it's it, it, there's so much research and literature out there around now about how important it is for us to encourage, empower, to guide, to support, to to make it okay for people to, you know, to stop and not take risks. And then we've got small business owners out there that sort of want the money and need to get productivity right. And then then we've got the government, which I get, and I've spoken in the media, and thank you. To, and this, hey, just a quick shout-out, massive shout-out to Media Stable too, by the way. <laughs> Go, Media Stable. <laughs> Thanks, One of the Anytime, Anna. Thanks for having me as part of your team. <laughs> the team, I feel like I'm privileged to be part of this stable. You are. Um, <laughs> And so one of the interviews that I did was, um, and I can't remember who it was exactly, and I should know this, but you've got me so much media um, presence, I appreciate it, so I can't remember exactly who I speak to sometimes. So the um, one conversation was about the government brought out this grant, you know, it was like a, a couple of billion dollar grant or a $2.1 billion grant for apprentices around Australia. Great. Where's the grant? for making sure that those businesses are safe before we put our young people mm. or our mature age apprentices into those businesses, right? With the pink bat scheme, oh. which $4.2 billion, there's four fatalities. Wow. Can we just tap one into of, that pink bat? Yeah. I, I want to I talk about that one, yeah. Anton, because I think that's yeah. very much uh, has been uh, well documented. It's been in the mm. media right across, and I think it was the first time where we saw what was supposedly a great idea. Yeah. And, mm. and a concept there that you know, money being thrown at, 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 for, for, to people, to houses, to get tradies mm. working, to get people moving about, mm. but they forgot the one most important thing. It's, it's good one thing to throw money at putting something in, but what, mm. what about that uh, investment into actually doing it safely and effectively? Yeah, exactly. I think, and, and the fact that we lost people along that way, just oh, for putting man. insulation in your house. Yeah, it's outrageous. Absolutely yeah. outrageous. Oh, Anton, what, what, are we going to see anything yeah. like that in the future? Is that, is that front of mind now mm. for governments, for, for businesses? Are we thinking about that enough? Let's say it's changing. Yep. Nick and Lana, let's say we're moving in the right direction. So let me give you one statistic about the pink bats that will give you more goosebumps. One of those fatalities, I kid you not, was hypothermia. Someone got too cold. I know, do the, I know it's online. How sad. I know you're putting in insulation to heat a house. Oh, my God. Lana's mouth is wide open. She cannot believe I, this. Yeah, that's shocking. 
I know, right? Oh. And so in, in answer to your question, and, and it's, you know what, it's even, it's so, so bad because there's families. And Nick, what you said is you said we forget something. What we forget is as humans. And, yeah. and these humans have people that love them and that are, that, you know, workplace fatalities are permanent. And, you know, I think about Christopher Cassanidi. Let's just go back out of Pink Bats just to Christopher Cassanidi. So his parents are about four, mid 40s. Let's say they live to 90. Yeah. And this this is a stat that not many people think about. They've got 50 years now, 45 years to live with that. That's a long, long time, mm. and they'll never they'll never get over that. And you know the family of that of those you know, victims from the pink bats, they'll never get over it either. And you mentioned pink bats for them, and it just break their heart. And um, are we changing? Absolutely. As a society, we are. We we are now starting to really focus on systems where we're starting to now we've got industrial manslaughter. As a, as a consequence of these decisions from leaders, you know, and we now know that there's things like, um, so the dream world tragedy we've heard about that yeah. became a work, that became workplace fatalities, yep. not, which rightly so, because there was so much that could have been done to prevent that. Um, then we've had, um, the fatalities in Brizzy where the concrete blocks, um, oh. squashed. So I know, like, you know, and, and I, let's jump out of this. It's a horrible topic. It, it and, is, and it's senseless, isn't it? It, it, it absolutely is senseless, the, the, the loss. Yeah. It's so preventable. 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 Yeah. So and, preventable. And you, you, you sit there and you go, and yeah. I, I go back to my point, you know, you go to work, you expect to come home that night. Yeah. Right? That's right. And there's a yeah. lot of people out there that won't be, and they won't That's be coming right. back. And I, and I think it just can be avoidable. Can, Anton, can yeah. I turn you to another yeah. direction? I want to take you Let's to a little, little, a little different, because mm -hmm. I, um, Western Australia, where we're broadcasting from this uh, experts huh? podcast, it's a big mining town, Anton. From the Wild West. From the Wild West. There is Wait a, a while. <laughs> there is a sense. There is a sense that, um, particularly from the mining companies, that they might have heard yeah. a little bit too much of this. And, I, yeah. and by and by safety, like, you know, a lot of people, particularly working in offices, have to go through all the same protocols that you would in the mining site. It, oh, uh, do they go overboard here? I mean, I'm, we just talked about some of the senseless and preventable deaths on work sites. Mm -hmm. are, we, are we going overboard in some cases that could also lead to apathy later on? And the, the short answer for 90, 99% of the population would be yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, the long answer would be... Um, if we can change the culture in workplaces so that they know why, so that the work wouldn't have been done so that people, when they're going through that level of training or that business, have got that level of risk awareness or safety culture that they're trying to impart to their teams. It's like, you know, imagine they had this conversation with us before they did any of that safety training where they had the goosebumps, where they had the, yeah. holy crap, this stuff's real. Holy crap, we could prevent that. Holy yeah. crap, we lost someone. You know, if they had that holy crap moment, it is amazing how much people switch on and go, you know what, hmm, maybe this is important. Anton, that's so true. Just making it real to the people mm. that are listening and taking on that training. I mean, I know I've, you know, in my corporate life, I've had to do all of that yeah. risk, you know, training that you sit through and it's so boring. Mm. But, yeah, if you yeah. have that moment of where you're connecting to why mm. and, you know, it is because oh. you want to go home at night. I, I'd love to share this with you, Anton. I, in my yeah. previous life, I, I did work with the armed services and mm -hmm. just the safety procedures, and I think they do it better than most because obviously mm.
obviously mm. when you're playing around with guns and yeah, different and, and hand grenades <laughs> and stuff pens. like that, a little bit different to paper clips yeah. and laptops. Uh, and laptops. <laughs> but their work and safety procedures there, are, I think, are second to none. And and the reason being is that they have very few. I mean, you get the occasional, mm. but you're going to have it. And you you've nailed yeah. it perfectly, Anton. Is that when mm. you're dealing with humans, we're going to make mistakes. And, and you did that as a 21-year-old, but you're out there now teaching those to, to try to avoid them. Um, Anton, it is a, this is a media podcast, so I want to talk about your media. Yes. You let's, have, do it. let's talk media. Because I tell you what, it, it is a hyper-emotional and also to a topic, particularly work safety, and you tend to be mm. rolled out, I dare say, when we do have an accident. And mm. could this have no, been avoidable? That. And that, yeah. do you feel like sometimes when that happens that you are um, – is it is it something that you feel, oh, I wish I was there maybe a week earlier or two weeks mm. earlier to be talking about it, but it, the media does tend to focus on it when it does happen. Is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is that frustrating for you? Uh, in, at times, at times, Nicomana. And, and again, short answer, yes, long answer, hey, I'd rather be talking about it after the event yeah. than not talking about it at all, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. This, no, I get it. Hey, it happened to me. Don't let this happen to you. And as we know, rules and regs are usually the result of something that's gone before, right? So you open up the Workplace Health and Safety Act and it's just like every incident that's ever happened and then we put something in place to make sure we prevent it. And I, I, I'm okay with the media. I love being in the media talking about incidents. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'd love to be there before, which I think was what we're doing now. We're saying, hey, you know, we're Correct. doing some of that before work. So thank you. That's off to both of you. And if it happens, we've got to be out in the media saying, hey, Australian, we lose 183 people on average a year. What are you doing? What is the personal responsibility as a listener that you're taking to this? And the media helps me do that, helps me share that message to say, this happened to me, don't let this happen to you. And, and some of the people you've put me, you know, in touch with in the media have just been amazing and, and they get it. They're yeah. office workers and, and they're like, you, you know, Nick and Lana, they've got their own safety experience. Lana's around boring trainers and risk management. You go, holy crap, I'm going to stay away for this day. And see, that's, <laughs> a, that's the thing about safety. People get such a bad a vibe from it or, or um, taste in their mouth because they've got people doing safety work that aren't passionate, aren't engaged, aren't but they don't have a big enough why for why they do it. And, you know, if your why is big enough, it'll get you out in the media and you, and you can stand for something, you know, and actually be an advocate for something. And I say to anyone listening out there, what's your view? And, and I mean, not, not view about either Tony Abbott, Prime Minister, or, or is there, you know, whatever, or what he was, because I keep saying Tony Abbott, but I'm going to talk about our current, our, our current <laughs> one. No, seriously, seriously, I always use it because he was an Ironman triathlete. <laughs> Which I <laughs> and so you know was he a best prime minister who, who cares let's talk about real stuff like stuff that affects us in the media like going home from work safely like sexual harassment in mm. the workplace you know the topics that 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 are that are real that makes a difference in people's lives let and I love what media say will do because you put me in front of the people that want to make a difference you know I, I've had Sorry, Anton, you keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, like I've had some of the best conversations around, um, we've touched everything from mental health to so psychological safety. We've talked about sexual harassment and why that's, an, oh, and can I tell you, I got, hey, have you have you two ever been grilled on the radio, like on, on a media interview, like actually, you know? 
you do know me, don't you, Anton? I get grilled every time. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not the most. Um, I'm slightly controversial when I get on the radio. Yeah, but, uh, Nick, yeah. Nick likes oh, to cool. stir the pot. I would say I've been grilled on air too. Yeah. So, um, what's your Anton? grilling experience been like? Look, I I have these rose-coloured glasses, and I didn't think that like there's people in the media that you know really go hard. Yeah. And oh like, yeah, well, and. <laughs> And I was, I think I was on something, and I should have known, I think it was like something like the, 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 the oh, I don't know, it's the push or the challenge, or there's, there's a word for it, it just doesn't come to mind right now, and it was a Sunday morning, right, you know, and, um, and anyway, and it was going, I was going through to Canberra talking about um, sexual harassment that's been going on down there, right, and, you know, and these two particular interviews were great mates at ScoMo's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. From what, from what I could gather, as they said, he's a great bloke, and I said, "I'm sure he is." I just wonder how. I just wonder how the people in his team feel. Well, they should feel great because he's a great guy, and he'd be treating them very well. And who who are you, Anton Guinea? Oh wow! Excuse, excuse the language, dickhead from up in Queensland, talking about you know <laughs> his how Scomo is reacting to this whole sexual harassment thing. And I said, "Well, here's all the stats." Here's, and I was, you know, can I tell everyone out there that's listening, and I, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you've got a, a love of media stove and you want to know more about the media. When you go and do a media interview, please, 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 please be prepared and, and value, one, the opportunity that you've got to speak to the media, and two, the listener's time, yes. and three, the interviewer's time. Yep. And, so and, I was... Anton, you do raise something really important there too, is also to know who you're talking to. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a really important thing because I think you would have just discovered, oh, these are, these are Scott Morrison fans and I'm having that's a crack. Right. Well, you know what? That's They're going to have a crack, but you know what? That's even better media. Oh, it's better radio. Oh, I love that kind of radio. Absolutely. Oh, and it was so lucky, Tan, that I was prepared. And, it's like, and, I kept, and, and I said to him, hey, guys, do you know this is happening now? We didn't know. Oh. That's cool. There you go. Do you know that? You know that. You know there's now a politician in Queensland who has to go to empathy training. I oh, know we didn't know that because it had just literally come out overnight, right? So if you can be, yeah, if you, I get that, and I didn't know that who I was, who I was talking. I didn't know that I was sort of ready for the grill, um, and that's and that's naivety and that's experience. And I think you know as, as I do this more and more, I think it'll probably come. And I was just lucky that prep got me through. And you know what? Everyone you've put me in front of. Are so so becoming with you know here's the recording so we put it up on our on our website. That's a great only- segue, Anton. Actually, I just I'm looking at all of the media you've done and on your website it's the guineagroup.com.au for for people mm. playing from home. Um, but mm. you've had so, so much on point, really on message media, mm. and it's showcased mm. beautifully on your website. So if anybody any experts want to get an idea of how to how to do it well, check out um, Anton's website. It's fantastic. Oh, thanks for the feedback, Lana. And all that wouldn't have been there, obviously, without the media stable input. So, oh, it's cut it out, Anton. <laughs> you think this is a paid-for segment here for us? This is. Uh, no. Hey, um, right. Anton, I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to tap into that psychology yeah, side of it because you, we, yeah. we always sometimes think of workplace and work safety as something that physically might happen to yeah, you. Yeah, that's but right. The, but mm. you, you did tap into the, the Scott Morrison and also right. to what yeah. was going on in Canberra, the psycho- the psychology of it as cool. well. Yeah. So we, we don't have a huge amount of time. No, I'd enough. love to understand yeah. more because I think right. that is a new space um, for you know oh. bullying, etc. Yes. Is oh. making workplaces unsafe. Yeah, okay. Can, all right. So here's 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 the abridged version. Psychological <laughs> yeah, psychological safety is the ability for people to feel comfortable to speak up at work. So they're not going to be ridiculed, they're not going to be resented, they're not going to be hurt when they open their heart and their mind up with it. Even if it's just ideas or 
um, you know, feedback or or issues. Hey, I'm feeling bullied. Hey, I'm feeling hurt. Hey, I'm feeling like, and you know what? There'll be people listening to your podcast saying, you know what? Australia's hardened up. We've, we've taken this too far. You know, we haven't. We're humans, and there's people out there that are, that are hurt by the treatments of their leaders, right? And so, again, psychological safety, like safety, is led from a leadership perspective. And let me just very, very quickly touch on you talked about bullying. I think, and then we, we, we're talking about Canberra, and I think the big, the big t- ticket item that no one's talking about at the moment is this a sexual harassment thing. And the reason that no one talks about it is because we don't have psychological safety in our organisations. Mm. You know, the big, here's some of the research at the moment, Ryan and Nick, is that the biggest issue with stuff like bullying and sexual harassment is that the bystander isn't game enough to say something for fear of retribution. And it's not even the person that was bullied or harassed. It's the people around them. Yeah. Isn't that scary? It's called network silence. So true. And, it, and it's sad. How are we going to change cultures and organisations where if we've got leaders, and it's not just male leaders, let me tell you, if we've got leaders that are bullying, harassing, mistreating, hurting, not psychologically taking care of their team, and no one's going to say anything, how the heck are we going to improve over time? And I'm going to leave it at that. that was, hopefully that was a quick enough... Um, oh, mate, I, I think you've just summed up. Nailed I just it. think you've yeah. just summed up the last twelve months. I think you know right. the. I, I've been very impressed with the Me Too movement. I've been very mm. impressed with those uh, our, uh, Australian of the Year award winner. Yeah, um, oh, I've, Grace Tame. Yeah. Grace Tame. I think that oh, there is a lot of movement that is going in there in the right direction. But I think you've pretty much summed up that. The, the biggest fear is that you know there's not enough people that and support for those that do stand up, and I think um, we've got to yeah. see more of it. I, I I find that you know we we sometimes yeah we we probably spent the first twenty minutes talking about workplace safety from a mm. physical means. You know what what mm. might happen with you might actually die, but what about those people that live and you know the the kind of workplace oh. uh, dangers that go on. Um, in in yeah. in effect, the, from the psychology perspective, I, I find this going to be a this is there's a there's a bigger story in this, isn't it? it it's going to develop oh, further. So big. Yeah, and I think it should too. And I think 2006 we heard from me too, and obviously now we've heard from Britain Higgins. Thank God that you know we've got people like that that are willing to stand up. Well, I want to leave you with one comment. You know, I healed. I healed physically from my incident. Yep. The emotional hurt we now know that can be caused in workplaces, in psychology they call it chronic, which means long-term. Yep. It is it is very easy for a poor leader to ruin the life of the next five or ten years of someone in their care or in their team by not caring enough about them mm. in a moment-to-moment um, interaction and conversations where people feel hurt enough but they take it on board and literally cannot move past that for years. And so when I think when leaders get that in their heart and their head, that our, my behaviour today in every conversation could affect someone long term. It's a different perspective, right? And so we, we were all sort of we're all sort of empowered with this ability to, to help other humans. And I think the more that we take that on board in all workplaces around the place, I think the, the better off we're gonna be as a society and and again, congratulations to all the people that come forward, keep up the great work, and hopefully it continues this discussion. 
Brilliant work, Anton. Yeah, we love, love your work, work, Anton. You're in just the right space. I to tell make you what, a difference. this is a conversation that needs to continue on. Yeah, and I'm pleased will. Anton is amplifying and highlighting mm. and uh, and looking at solutions and opportunities there. Anton, if people want to get yeah. in contact with you, how can they do that? The, the guineagroup.com, Nick and Lana. As Lana said, www.theguineagroup.com.au. Sorry, .com.au. Theguineagroup.com.au or... Anton at theguineagroup.com.au. Email me directly and I'll pick that up. Anton at theguineagroup.com.au. Oh, he's yeah. done that once or twice before, <laughs> That was outstanding. <laughs> yeah, well done. Great work. Um, a great chat Thanks, and yeah. a chat that needs to be had, Lana, yeah. because I think that, you know, you sometimes do. And and I even, you know, fell for that. I actually just fell for the workplace safety construction, but it's in mm. every workplace. It's a big We didn't even get a chance to talk about work um, safety at home. Safety. Oh, we'll, at, we'll like, have to do that again. Well, we'll have time. to take it up another time because we're, we're well over time. Well over time. <laughs> hey, uh, good on you, Anton. Thanks for joining the Experts Podcast. And thank you, everyone you, listening. Um, we will next week, Lana, have another expert or another media to chat to. We'll talk to you then. See you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.